We had an opportunity to sit down with someone who has done things that most of us, well, would never, ever, ever even attempt. Tim Westaway's accomplishments are actually worthy of a Nature Channel documentary. So maybe this would be more interesting than the life of a donkey. In fact, I'm sure it would be. We had an opportunity to talk with Tim because we outlined some of his accomplishments before 4.30. Seven races that have gone over 100 miles in length, ultra marathons, regular marathons, Olympic marathon distances, and the Canadian death race. And Tim is also going to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and we'll talk to him about that in just a bit. But we had to ask about the Canadian death race. 125 kilometers, not everybody finishes, and Tim came 33rd out of 360 racers. Tim is originally from St. Thomas, and that race, the Canadian Death Race, is where our conversation started. Well, the Canadian Death Race is a uh, race, like you said, in Grand Cache, Alberta. It's totally on trail. It has some really, really major climbs in it. As you can imagine, you are in the Rocky Mountains. There is 18,000 feet in total of elevation gain. So in that race, you are usually going up a hill or down a hill. (laughs) How long does the the race last? Well, uh, like most of these um, uh, longer events, there's a... Uh, time limit so you get you have 24 hours to complete the race but it's a little more complicated than that because you actually you have um, the race is broken down into five different stages and you have a cutoff time for each of those stages so you have to be to the end of you know leg one by a certain amount of time so throughout the entire race race you're under the gun to meet these uh, these cutoff times, and they make them they they kind of front load the race. So the first three are are is where you lose most of the of the people. Uh, only only about a third of the people that start finish this thing. So yeah, you you've got to really be be on the move. There's uh, there's not a lot of sitting around in this one. Are they doing those? basic stages so that they can check you medically at each stage? Are they making sure everybody's okay? Because this is 125 kilometers <laughs> at a 18,000 feet elevation gain by the end of it. Are they making sure you're okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really well-run uh, race. Um, at the end of each leg, um, there is uh, all sorts of volunteers. Uh, yeah, they they keep an eye on everyone. And and uh, about the the only thing, Mike, that uh, you know where it can get a little dicey is you know and they can't control the weather, <laughs> and you can get some you can get some really interesting weather out there. Um, I actually, you'll find this funny, but I actually, the race, um, is in August, as you know, I went out in June and met a couple of my buddies that, uh, that live out, uh, that live out there. And we went out and, and raced and did most of the course in June. And, um, we did one big, the big ascent Mount Hamill. We went up it, uh, one day and 
we got snow like you wouldn't believe. I mean, you know, it was raining at the bottom, but snowing at the top. And luckily, we 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 had all all our uh, foul weather gear with us because if you wouldn't have had it, you'd have been in serious trouble. And even then, uh, we had to uh, go into one of the shelter huts at the top and wait the storm out. So wow. there's some risk in the race, but uh, yeah, but uh, the the, the day I actually raced it, it was it was a beautiful day. We are talking with Tim Westaway. Tim has completed 13 marathons he has completed an ultra marathon he's done two full iron man two half iron man races and he has gone all over the world and now has something new on the docket so tim let's talk about this because not too long ago you were at mount everest at base camp because of course you were and <laughs> you got to talking with a couple of people about mount kilimanjaro take us to how this happened yeah, yeah, it was actually um it was the day before we got to to base camp so we were both 4 days into the hike and just um you know doing my thing walking along I had a I had a guide and a porter with me and uh we came across this group and I got talking to one of the gentlemen uh and it turns out he's from Ontario, he's from Toronto. Uh a lovely guide uh and um Kilimanjaro came up in the conversation and he told me that uh, that this this group that he was with has been all around the world doing hiking trips and they were planning on Kilimanjaro in 2024 and said you know uh let's facebook each other and I'll keep you in the loop so that's how that's how I came to uh to uh get get these plans underway for Kilimanjaro and it it was really nice because they they do so much. Uh, they do a, a major trip every year, so they've got a like an infrastructure in place. You know, of you know, every, they got someone to book your flight, someone to book your room. It's so they looked after everything for me. Because you've been to New Zealand, you've been to South Africa, you've been to France doing events. It must be nice having someone help out with the travel. So, are you just climbing Kilimanjaro? Or are you are you setting a time limit to do this? What's happening? It's it's just uh it's just going to be a nice uh leisurely trek. Um <laughs> yeah, no, no no racing involved in this uh and um uh I, I do I do enjoy just uh you know this type of event. Yeah, wow. Okay, so Although I've got lots of got lots of lots of racing plans for 2024 as well. We'll talk more about that in just a bit. Nice leisurely trek up Mount Kilimanjaro. We're talking with Tim Westaway, who is originally from St. Thomas and is an ultra marathoner and has run all of these wild and crazy races, the Canadian Death Race in Grand Cache, Alberta. We have an opportunity to talk with Tim Westaway. So that's what we're doing. Ultra marathoner about to take a leisurely stroll up Mount Kilimanjaro. Tim has completed 100 mile races, originally from St. Thomas. So we asked Tim, what happens after you run a 100 mile race or an ultra marathon or the Canadian death race? Do you collapse for three weeks or do you wake up the next morning wondering what comes next? You know, that, that's, that's an inter interesting question. I mean, you definitely have to take some downtime after the races. And, um, it's not, it's not unusual to finish one of these with, uh, 
you know, some foot issues and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe sore shins and whatnot from descending. So yeah, there's usually, usually a little, a little downtime involved after, uh, after one of the majors, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, Mike, because, uh, I don't think I don't think there's anything tougher uh in racing than running a really all out marathon. You know, to really give a hundred percent in a marathon and to be trained up so that you can give it a hundred percent, that is a that is a very, very tough thing. The the hundred mile races, it's it's a different it's a whole different uh it's a whole different animal. It's uh it's all about uh, what, what, there's there's a, a saying that they use. They say it's uh, running a hundred mile races. Ninety percent of it is is uh, mental, and the other ten percent is all in your head. <laughs> and it, there's a lot of truth to that. You've gotta you've gotta go into one of those races with a real plan, a real plan for nutrition, for uh, how fast you're going to go. Uh, how much walking you will do because basically for, for, you know, the, the average, the person who's not there to win it. And believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm not there to win one of these. I'm there to finish and I have a pretty good record for finishing. But the secret is, um, to, you, we walk all of the uphills. You don't run the uphills. You run the flats and you run the downhills. And, uh, then so that's that's the 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 running side of it and the other the other big part of the uh, strategizing for these races is nutrition and um they feed you i mean the food in these in these races it's just it's simply unbelievable especially at night um you know uh you're talking pizza quesadillas uh all kinds of soups <laughs> All the things you wouldn't expect you'd be able to eat when trying to complete races of this length. And and amazingly enough, um, uh, you got to start early. That The real secret to nutrition in these longer races is you've got to start to eat early on in the race. Get, you know, and, and you know, I, I mean, I can't eat huge amounts, but if I start to eat early, I can eat throughout the race. And as long as you can maintain that, you know, they say, you know, two to 300 calories an hour is about uh, where you, where you want to be with, uh, with replenishing. So yeah, it's, it, and it's, it's interesting to watch. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've raced alongside some people that um, could eat like, you know, I mean, just unbelievable amounts and, and with, with no side effects, just away they go. Crazy. So, yeah, you know, it's it's funny, too. Uh, one thing about the longer races is that uh, I always seem to get teamed up with someone. You know, it's it, it's re- it's really fascinating that at some point in the race and it's usually uh, early evening when, you know, it's just starting to get dark and people tend to sort of group up just because it's tough to go through the night by yourself. And, you know, all you've got is, you know, this little tiny spot of illumination on the trail, you know, you're living in this little three foot circle. So your, your head can kind of get in weird spots. So it's, it's nice to have someone with you. And I, and I don't know, uh, 
I always seem to team up someone. I, I have, I have uh, met some amazing people along the way and I continue to, uh, to stay in touch with them. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, you know, a, a marathon, you know, three and a half hours and uh, uh, my longest race took me 46 hours. So a little different in that regard. <laughs> well, you'll have to tell us about Kilimanjaro. Uh, we'll have to touch base. We've got other races we could talk about all the way through. Tim, the last thing we'll have to ask you, and, and you've got a great teammate and your wife who's been very helpful in all of this. Last thing we've got to ask you, because I know people are are asking it right now. What is it that makes you want to do this? Yeah, I mean, they're they're a huge challenge, and and um, they're they're uh, they're just interesting from so many different perspectives. Um, just what you you know, they uh, it, it might be one of the few things that uh, you know you actually. Uh, as you age, you know, you, you lose a little speed, but the, the experience that you gain from racing, um, it really goes a long way. And, and I, you know, and you know, every time I finish one, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, I can't wait to start the next one. Uh, I, I just, I just love, I just love the, uh, the challenge. That's awesome. Well, Tim, good luck on the leisurely climb up the next mountain. <laughs> And uh, we'll chat when you get home. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Hey, it was great talking with you, Mike. Take care. Tim Westaway, originally from St. Thomas. And when you get a chance to speak with someone who's willing to say, yeah, I'm going, I'm doing this. Do it. Trust me, do it. What an amazing few events that he's been a part of. And we'll catch up with Tim in a couple of months.